episode four, Shook One, part two. Rue is trying to get clean for Jules, chaperones Gia to the carnival. Cat misreads the situation. Jules encounters Cal, and Nate reveals who he really is. Episode four was one of my favorite episodes, mostly because of the style and from the way it looked. Some the cinematography looked phenomenal. Uh, from what I can tell, it's generally the same uh, DP that is on the first four episodes. Um, I like episode four slightly a little bit more than episode five, but what I'm starting to realize is each one of these uh, episodes kind of have this intro roundup of the character we're going to talk about and kind of focus on um, for each episode. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, um, Rue... I believe was the was the person that was introduced in episode one. Um, who was episode two? Episode two was uh, episode two was revolving around Nate. Episode three is revolving around Cat, I believe, because they give a really big roundup of her kind of coming into coming of age story for her. Um, or it's all coming of age stories for all of them. But uh, specifically for her coming into a, being a cam girl. Um, Shook One. I don't know if it exactly had uh, a character centric that was that it was based on. It was really the culmination of a lot of these characters. Um, I guess you could sort of say it was somewhat a Jules episode. Um, but. My main question is, between 4 and 5, we basically find out that um, Nate's being an asshole. He might have been planning this thing the whole time. He Does Nate know about Jules and his father? Because what it sounds like by the end of episode 4 is that is, yes, she certainly does. Um, or Nate certainly does. And he might have the DVD. Um at the end of episode five, you really get a sense of uh, the character dynamics between, uh, what was it, Maddie and Nate. Um, in the aftermath of the carnival, Maddie and Nate are forced to deal with a police investigation. Jules begins to feel pressured by her role in Rue's sobriety. Cal worries about his actions. So essentially, by the end of the episode of 03, Bonnie and Clyde, we get a full-fledged investigation of the abuse that Nate has been um, inflicting on Maddie. Uh, between episodes 4 and 5... Uh, Rue and Jules kind of explore their relationship a little bit more, which I had no idea that was going to even happen. I, at the end of three, I was like, wait, what? what? What's going on? She kissed her? And so by four, they're making out, staying the night. Five, they're kind of a, they're, they're an item. And Rue still doesn't know exactly what happened that night with uh, Jules and uh, Tyler, whoever she thinks that he was texting. But um, Rue does know that Jules slept with Nate's father. So 
there is a real intense scene at the end of... I'm kind of going between four and five, I'm sorry. But there's an intense scene that happens with uh, Nate and Jules when they meet up at the end of episode four, and he starts to threaten her and stuff like that, saying that he's collected all of this um, footage that she's been sending him, and she, he's going to use it as uh, blackmailing and leverage against her. And I'm I'm guessing this is all because he knows that Jules slept with, um, you know, his father. But I don't know. It still doesn't explain all of the... The Johnsons on his phone, and when Maddie saw it, she's basically going around telling everybody, and everyone's like, "Yeah, I won't tell anybody else except one person." So everybody ends up finding out. Um, I feel like that's like real life shit. The uh, the investigation of the abuse on episode four. Oh, well, Nate's abuse is got a trickling effect. It's happening against our some of our favorite characters Jules and it's happening against uh you know his girlfriend in the show Maddie and it's just becoming uh kind of excessive I I I I'm kind of tired of this guy just being a big fucking bully and I'm ready for someone to confront him on his shit um it seems that he's definitely going to have you know legal ramifications happen to him which is obviously needs to happen and it sort of does feel like this i don't know this really adult after school special kind of thing on these episodes because it feels very much like um they're showing some of the the underbelly of what high school kids and young adults have to deal with um versus how to fix them how to talk about them and how to uh relate to them if you are going through those uh, relationships slash abusive slash drugs slash sex slash whatever problem whatever vice you got going on um it's kind of feels like it's somewhat like a therapeutic session of how to fix it and it's done on a really high degree but i'm i'm very aware of these heightened themes that are going on throughout this and they're really trying to push that family theme um at least once or twice through each each of these episodes in some way at the end of this episode we saw cat and her mother kind of having you know a bond that's kind of happening back together we don't get too much on the front of ali and uh rue kind of explaining you know how to get clean it just seems to be happening and uh yeah, just uh, like like the other characters that are in relation to the relation to their folks, there is this big parental um, overhead overseeing unit that is happening in this show. That is very much like you know, how do I talk to my folks? And it's kind of showing how folks would talk to you, and it, it, it's it's trying to show both sides of the spectrum. If you know what, if if that makes sense. And I can't think of too many shows that do that. I mean, Netflix. Uh, there, Netflix. <clears throat> excuse me. Netflix has a show called Sex Education, and it's very much kind of in this realm, in this young adult world, quote unquote. Um, but I don't remember it. That feels much more like its own original story, and this feels much more like. 
they're having several individual stories all combining together to make uh, to to make uh, a theme and a tone that can satisfy uh, something that's both both visually gripping and tonally and thematically uh, satisfying. And it, it's interesting to to see them do this kind of balancing tightrope act. Um, there was some crazy shit happening with the the Molly with Maddie and Cassie just taking Molly and they they weren't even acting like they were on Molly. I, I I not to say that I've seen people on Molly, but I from what I've heard through the grapevine, it does not make you do that. It <laughs> they were acting like they were on uh, acid or something like that. Acid like from what I heard makes you uh, laugh and you know kind of have distorted, hallucin- hallucinated, psychedelic uh, realities. And they weren't quite having that, but Molly's more of a MDMA, ecstasy, dance drug that makes you want to go out and move. And this did not seem like that's what they were taking. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it was a little bit intense. They kind of made a fool of themselves in episode four. But um, overall, four and five have been kind of polar opposites in the way that I've enjoyed the enjoyed them. I really enjoyed four. I think five is kind of like a uh, aftermath, kind of dealing with shuffling the pieces. Um, we've only got what uh, three more episodes after this, and I mean it's it's been quite a ride. I, I it looks like we might have. Um, the character, uh, Cassie's boyfriend, uh, let me see, I don't, what is Cassie's boyfriend's name? Um, it's pretty much the only person of color, I guess, if you, to my knowledge, let me see. Oh, wait, only person of color, what am I talking about? Rue is, uh, mixed as well. Let me see this guy's name. Chris McKay, sorry. Uh, um, who plays Algie Smith. Um, he was on New Edition, Detroit, Earth to Echo. And The Hate You Give. Oh, okay. Um, also Electric Dreams. So he's been in a lot of stuff. I, I haven't seen him in too much. I haven't seen any of those. Um, him and Sidney Sweeney have an interesting relationship, kind of going back and forth. Um, oh, okay, so we saw... Sydney Sweeney at uh in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, I, I didn't realize that. And uh let me see. And Sharp Objects. Okay, so she's she's pretty well known. She's got and under the Silver Lake. Oh, she's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um Sydney Sweeney's having to uh, do a lot on this uh series as well. I mean, from like a physical standpoint, I mean, she's having to, you know, do in a ton of sex scenes. She's having to pour tons of emotion out she has to act like she's on drug induced uh molly ecstasy rampages kind of or i don't know about rampage but you know she's on a drug trip she has to do a lot i i I think she's kind of understated and uh it was only brought to my attention i think in episode three that mckay was in college i didn't realize that he was older than everyone hanging out with most of these people are juniors and seniors in high school, so I guess he's not totally hanging out with them. He's just, like, dating one. Um, but still, 
it seems that uh, they they have some weird chemistry. I I feel like McKay is playing uncomfortable. They're like McKay, you need to act like you're uncomfortable as hell in every situation you're in, and so that's what you got to do. And so <laughs> I mean, that, that's what it feels like every time he's in the scene. He's like, ah, oh, I can't do this. You know, it's like. What is with this guy? I said it just feels like almost McKay and Nate are about to have a <laughs> a relationship or something because it, it's like these guys are just assholes, really. Um, which is really coming to my attention that uh, that brings Fezco and Ashtray to make them look a lot better of dudes once you realize it because like it's a lot of the guys in the this show are kind of assholes with the exception of um, Jules. Um, father who i thought is very endearing when he's um comforting her i think his name's david um yeah so uh also at the end of five sorry we're kind of jumping around the eric dane character cal jacobs nate jacobs father is sleeping with uh, uh some i don't know what you want to what this I'm assuming he's uh, considered gay, but I don't remember. I don't know exactly what you want to call him, but I guess he's a a, a gay prostitute. And I don't know what to really make of that yet because we've seen Cal Jacobs at this motel several times. I mean, is this motel just where everybody just goes to to hang out or something like that? What is going on at this motel? It's just kind of ridiculous that no one uh, notices Cal Jacobs considering how... "Quote unquote famous he is in the city, you know, for having real estate. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, I guess the culminating event is going to be Nate and Jules kind of confronting everything. I really don't know how the legality works with uh, Jules sending pictures of herself to Nate. I he was calling it child pornography and stuff like that, but I'm not exactly sure what the legalities if he is." blackmailing her on that stuff so it's just like what what is going on there you know so uh yeah i I think it's been a good one and uh oh i do want to say something the music on episode four was a little bit iffy on my point i felt like it was just like too like it felt like almost home alone style it was just like not the dramatic music I was looking for at the time. I felt like every other episode has hit the music so well, the needle drops. But for some reason, I, they just didn't hit the mark uh, on the music with uh, episode four for me. I don't really know why. Um, but yeah, so let's hop on to the next episode. Check out the links below, Look It All Podcast, comments, questions below. Um, everything you need to know, Look It All Podcast. Um, I didn't really talk about Kat too much in this episode. I mean, she's just kind of going around being a slut, and she saw that one guy, she's Ethan, she's been talking to. Uh, yeah, she thought he was macking on some girl, and really she was just telling him to pass along some information. So I, you know, along with some of these other characters that are being extremely promiscuous, it's getting a little bit repetitive um, with the Cat character. I'm not really sure what we're going to find out more. I know she's she's really got the, this one dude by the balls <laughs> with this humiliation porn or whatever they're trying to do. But she's uh, she's really milking the money is what I'd say. So whatever you got to do to make that money, just, you know, do it right. And, you know, uh, so, yeah, back to the uh, links, email, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube links are all below. 
Um, thank you for listening to the Luck It Out podcast. We could not do this without you and your support. PayPal.me slash podcast to support. Keep the lights on. Keep the streams running and movies flowing. So thank you for listening and take it easy.